Bang. Hello. Oh, Nazareno. Welcome back, everyone. Where are we at? Como estamos? Konnichiwa, my people that are listening in uh, Japan. Welcome. All are welcome to our podcast. I've been good. I've been good. Blessed. Not too bad. Kind of sad right now. Uh, Janet's out in North Carolina, but it's okay. We're going to make it through it. I just got back from visiting. Uh, so feel really inspired to get this podcast going. How are you doing? Yeah. Hanging in there. Yeah. And, uh, I'm try- trying to do first communions. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> That's intense. Catching up. Yeah, catching yeah, up yeah. On first communion. But yeah, it's it's good. It's good. So, um, we've got some good stuff today. We're gonna, um, we're gonna look at a couple passages and some, mm. we're gonna jump back into, um, some theology from St. Bonaventure and we're yeah. gonna specifically be looking at, um, at the name of God. Mm-hmm. And so if you didn't listen to the episode before this, I think this is episode 18 I think so, so go back and listen to 17 if because we'll be building a little bit on Bonaventure and we talked about Bonaventure last time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Any, anything else going on over there? In, I got, uh, I'm under a tent <laughs> over <Yeah>. where? <laughs> <laughs> in Escondido. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're trying to we're trying to open back up the school. But other than that, nothing really. I mean, it's hot. Always hot. I got it fans rolling but i heard this is labor day weekend so whenever that this comes out and stuff yeah. uh, just know that today's the day that we're supposed to be off working but we're working for you guys are working for god you know we're out yeah. here putting in work no days off to evangelize <laughs> yeah we're what was uh this morning i woke up because yeah. the podcasts use it they drop on mondays uh-huh. and then like i saw it's like it's like new podcast has two listens and i was like but it's Sunday. It's, <laughs> what what mistake did I make to let it drop on a Sunday? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, man, we can't be competing with the the Word of God. <laughs> <With> the Lord. <laughs> Relax, <Yeah>. man. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's. Uh, so, if y'all want to go grab your Bibles, we're gonna yes. look at Exodus chapter three. Chapter three. And um, so, this is Moses and the burning bush. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to get back at some Los Nazarenos Bible Theater. Bible Theater. This, I love doing Bible Theater. It's so fun. Like, you just get into the characters, and it's like I imagine this happening, you know, take on the role, and I'm just like, whoa, this would yeah, have yeah. been super intense to be <laughs> Moses, yeah. you know? Yeah. So close your eyes right. and imagine you're following a sheep yeah. up a mountain. You're like, what? Why won't this sheep stay with me? Yes. And if your if your image of Moses is uh, Val Kilmer from the Prince of Egypt, you can just imagine that that promo over here that his voice is the sweet, silky voice of um, Iceman. That's right. So, um, Come back, Ovejita. Come back. <laughs> let's. Let's take this away. All right. Meanwhile, 
Moses was tending to the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. Leading the flock beyond the wilderness, he came to the mountain of God, Horeb. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to him as fire flaming out of a bush. When he looked, although the bush was on fire, it was not being consumed. So Moses decided... I... I have to turn around. Looking at this is is too remarkable of a sight. Why doesn't this bush burn? When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to look, God called out to him from the bush, Moses, Moses. Here, here I am. Do not come near. Remove your sandals from your feet. For the place where you stand is holy ground. I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God, as he should be. But the Lord said, I have witnessed the affliction of my people in Egypt and have heard their cry against their taskmasters. So I know well what they are suffering. Therefore I have come down to rescue them from the power of the Egyptians and lead them up from that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Pezrasites, the Grishkagrites, <laughs> the Hivites, and the Jebusites. Now indeed, the outcry of the Israelites has reached me, and I have seen how the Egyptians are oppressing them. Now go! I am sending you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. Who, who, who am I that I should go to the Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? I will be with you, and this will be your sign that I have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will serve God on this mountain. But, but, but if I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you and they asked me what is his name what what do I tell them I am who I am this is what you will tell the Israelites I am has sent me to you this is what you will say to the Israelites the Lord the God of your ancestors the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is my title for all generations. That is an intense conversation to have. Any conversation to have, right, is hard to have. <laughs> and then and then and then you're having one with the burning bush. And then it says, This is my name forever. This is a title for generations. Like that's 
that's a bold statement. Like, woof, man, wow. <laughs> I am who I am. Wow. That's right. Yeah. And I'm thinking, um, what did, uh, I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, that's okay, man. But it, it's funny because, like, <laughs> so so this this episode is all about we're talking the name of God. We're breaking mm -hmm. down, like, what is God's name? What does that yeah. mean? And then we're going to go down some cool rabbits ho rabbit holes with that. Huge rabbit holes, so, yeah. <laughs> so Moses is like, all right. Um, so if they're like, all right, Moses. All right, Prince of Egypt. Right. Um, all right, murderer. <laughs> right. All right, dude who got you know flown in through like a basket on a river, and some fancy lady found you. Relaxed. Yeah. Yes. Who do you say? Who who sent you? Yeah. And then it almost like feels like God is just copping out and is like, just tell him I am sent you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're gonna. Say what? <laughs> I I am. Yep. What do you mean I am sent yeah. you to us? Yeah. So, Which is maybe. funny because, oh, go ahead, man. But I was just thinking like afterwards, he's like, tell him I am has sent me to you because it's like, I feel like he was like, well, he can't say I am who I am, right? It's like, I am yeah. sent me, you know, because I'm not I am. Yeah. Well, and that's, um, so, and I actually, I pulled out the, the Hebrew uh -huh. translation also. Yeah. And so I just want to get the Hebrew in here because first we'll like dive into like what this all means from sure. the, from the Hebrew perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, I always butcher this, but it's, aye asher aye. So Ooh. it's like, what shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, Aye, Asher Aye. And so if you know, like, the fancy, like, I always get this name wrong too, the te tetragram, tetragram? It's, I don't know. Um, I don't know. But the collection of letters for that in Hebrew, mm -hmm. which we get the YHWH from. from oh, right, 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 right. Uh -huh. Yes. So this is coming from that. Um, that this is like kind of the origin passage of God's mm. name as Yahweh. Yeah. Um, so it's, but when we look at it as like, I am who am, I think that gives us gl some glimpses into who God is saying that God is. Mm. Um, and, but first of all, like that collection, like, we've probably you've probably heard like the in the um ancient hebrew tradition and probably like um a lot of jewish sects today mm. like they don't like to pronounce god's name or they say that it's kind of like blasphemous to right right say yahweh mm -hmm. um so our jewish brothers and sisters who are listening sorry because yeah. <laughs> we we christians just say yahweh all the time <laughs> yeah we're gonna say it a couple times today so don't get mad yeah. at us we love you and but yeah so that collection of consonants that in hebrew that we in english kind of translate to this yhwh 
Mm. Um, it's supposed to be impronounceable. Like right. you're not actually even supposed to be able to pronounce it. And that like really gives us, I think a keen insight into mm. what God is communicating to Moses, at least on one level yeah. is like, you can't even like say my name. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And like, it's, and one of the ideas behind this is like, to name God would be to control God. And mm. that's just not possible. Right, right. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of just this. Um, and then there's, I've seen other reflections that say that like the name of God, um, those collection of consonants could only be pronounced as. <sighs> oh, like so, the breath. Like, yeah, so that's like, mm. it's actually the very air we breathe like god's mm. name is life and the very substance right yeah and i think that is kind of contained with this i am who am um and yeah so i i don't know this is really cool um what i'll bounce it over to you promo Chiomo. <laughs> Pro <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts I don't know, like for me, I think uh, this whole thing is like super awesome just because the idea of it being like such an amazing, I feel like it's like almost like this, this, this notion of like, um, so I think like when, when they, when like as time went on, I, as you were saying, like within the Hebrew tradition, like they wouldn't even like write the name like mm -hmm. in scripture right and like what they would do is instead they would use a different word they would just use the word lord right mm -hmm. in order to replace that and it was like a placeholder for them to be able to be like oh this is where this name comes into play where yahweh comes into play we know that this is what they're referencing and it's it's like and we see that within our own bibles right because it's like we know that it's referring to god when it's like all capital lord you know and mm -hmm. so it's just like for me, it's kind of like like um, like thinking about the word like like love, right? And how like there's just different ways to be able to describe mm -hmm. it in the Greek. I think here like Yahweh is like this this it's just it holds so much, right? It's like it like it's it there's different ways of saying Lord maybe, but it's like the Lord that it's referring to here is the like the one and only. He is who he is. You know, I am who I am, and I think that like mm -hmm. that's. Like at times, like we, and we've mentioned this in the past, right? Like we do think that it's a cop-out, right? Or like when we try to reference something as a mystery, it's like, oh, you're just yeah. copying out. It's like, no, I'm not. Like, I feel like if like, if Moses would have been like, you're copying out, give me your name. He'd be like, bro, like we don't have enough time for me to explain <laughs> my name to you because your brain is so small my yeah. the, the people in egypt would die by the time that i'm done explaining all of this to you you know it's a, like it's also it's all it's like it's a really cool humbling thing to see moses just be like all right yeah i'll figure this out you're with me so yeah, <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll tell him i am sent me <laughs> please come follow me now yeah so and i think it's like the the fact that he's saying I am hmm. and I would say even if we wanted to take that into like 
the that it's like god's telling us like well who is god and god is like i am is <laughs> right or, i am amness i am isness mm-hmm. and and i think we can pull from that it's like i am like everything i am what it means to exist mm. i am the origin of all things right it's to say like i am is just to denote like existence like mm-hmm. i exist and everything that exists flows from me um so there's there's a ton contained in this little i am who am and it's even um just kind of circling back to this like it it was blasphemy to mm-hmm. utter this out loud and when you read john's gospel um and parts where jesus says i am you'll see sometimes um in certain translations like i i'm pretty sure like the i am will be in all caps in the gospel Mm -hmm. and it means that jesus is using the divine name right like when he like when the woman at the well is like it's like are you the messiah and he's like when he says i am Mm. he's he's using the divine name and when like he's on trial and they're like are you the living son of god right (laughs) and he says you say that i am he uses the divine name that's Mm -hmm. like one of the reasons why it's not only that he made himself equal with god is that right like the head priest rips his garments it's that he he utters the divine name right um which in greek translates to ego me and if you go read the septuagint the greek version of the old testament when god when moses asked god what's your name he uses that greek ego e me in um ego e me ego e me yeah right. <laughs> i am i am yeah. um baby it's just pop sorry i just remembered something from years ago uh-huh. um when i worked at that treatment center yeah with, yeah uh, with the uh emotionally disturbed teens yeah and one of the because back then i had my long hair i looked like jesus yeah and sure i think either it was a new kid or some kid like Uh said something and i um either it's like you look like jesus or who are you and i responded with (laughs) i am i am (laughs) (laughs) And, and one of my coworkers. He like caught on right away. He's like, "Hey!" It's funny. Whoa! Yeah, and his that coworker, his name was Naum. So Mm -hmm. like, he's named after like a like I'd never met someone named Naum after that prophet. Right, right, right. Yeah, that was kind of funny. That's awesome. No, (laughs) no, that is that. That's a great story because I was just like, that's. That I I always wonder is like oh man like I wonder if he's uh, he ever had an experience I wonder like if anybody was always just like Jesus like you know just out of nowhere like you're just walking and somebody it's like I need a sign and they just turn around and they just see you there's this like really cool picture that I have uh, from you 
when we went to uh, LA Congress and it was like the picture with like Jesus is doing like a, a side profile oh, shot yeah. and he's like <laughs> looking up and then like you're posing in the same way. I was like, oh, again, it's the same guy. It's the same guy. Yeah, that was maybe that guy. Uh, I think I might have told this on a story on a podcast in the mm -hmm. past, but like some some uh, non-denominational guy was trying to like evangelize me at a playground with uh -huh. my daughter. And I like, I started, I was like, you don't know what tree you're barking up, like right. <laughs> in yeah, my yeah. head. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. And then I just started breaking down like all this stuff about, um, just all this Bible stuff. Mm -hmm. and, like, but I looked, I had my Jesus hair and beard back then. So, yeah, yeah. and he started crying. So, oh, man. Um, or it was like one solitary tear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I told him, I said, if, you as a human being or if like humanity wasn't good would jesus have become one of us and he i don't think he did yeah i don't i can't i don't know what's inside his heart all i know is yeah. that he cried when i yeah, said yeah, that yeah. That's exactly <laughs> true. when i told him that he is good <laughs> he is good it's like you are good man god chose to be like us you know said his god so well tangent <laughs> yeah but, but it's, it was a good one man it was a good yeah. one so maybe we can shift from like this idea of God as pure being, mm -hmm. God as being itself, God right. as I am, the I am, and Oof. like look at Bonaventure to like kind of break this down a bit. Right. And so if you have a copy or if you don't, there is a digital copy. Uh, if and you we'll put it in it the up. show notes. Yeah, show notes. <laughs> the Mind's Road to God. Uh, it's a PDF file. Of course, there's different like... Uh, translations to it right or redemptions to it but uh, we're looking specifically uh, at um, the reflection of the divine unity in its primary name which is being right then I think like that works out great here because that's exactly what we're saying right like God's name is a being I am who I am so the first verse uh, tells us this like it happens that we may contemplate God not only outside of us, but also within us and above us. Thus, we contemplate him outside through his traces, inside through his image, and above us through his light, which has signed upon our minds the light of external truth, since the mind itself is immediately formed by truth itself. And I was just like, wow. Wow, dropping that knowledge, Bonaventure. Yeah, yeah. So I think um, in your translation, mm -hmm. it had um, like our outside ourselves, this is done through, my translation says vestiges. Vestiges, and we just talked about that too, right? Yeah, yeah. So like if you, if you remember from last week's podcast or episode 17, mm -hmm. um, vestiges are like you look at the world around you, you look at a tree or you look at a bug or something mm -hmm. and that lifts your mind to contemplate god and so i think like we can connect this a little bit with moses's experience he's like he's out in the wilderness and like this is god before religion um, right and he encounters this like spectacular scene this burning bush but still too like two elements of creation like a plant and fire mm -hmm. like those are both part of the created order and those and god speaks to him 
through that. And so it's almost like this is a vestige of God yeah. that Moses is encountering. Um, so do you want to keep on going with verse three there? Yeah. So I think, so just so that everybody knows, like the first, this first verse kind of lays down this threefold way of how to be able to contemplate, right? So it's saying you can do it not only outside or within, but also above you. And so as, um, as we mentioned through these vestiges, right? Uh, and then we have chapter three, which talks about beings and non-beings. So, uh, I'm going to do my best to not confuse everyone with my <laughs> reading. Wanna... These are not my words, so don't think that I'm going to. I'm out of here trying to confuse you with my words. Do you want to use my translation since it's like a little more? Oh, poetic. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's lay do person that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. A little less technical. Right. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we can go like. We'll we'll read a sentence and then we'll stop and kind of break it down and then okay. to the next I, sentence. I think that's pretty yeah. good. So um, this is yeah verse three of this part. Um, Anyone therefore who wishes to contemplate the invisible qualities of God that pertain to the unity of essence looks first and principally at being itself and recognize recognizes that being itself is so th thoroughly certain that it cannot be sorry that it cannot be thought not to be <laughs> mm. let's break that down a bit <laughs> okay so so is it saying like the first thing that you can look at is kind of like the being right so like yeah what's happening right because yeah, so it's like, like you can't ignore it because you can actually see it with your senses Right. Exactly. Like mm -hmm. the tree is in front of you. Right. And you can't you can't like look and touch the tree and be like, that doesn't exist. Right. 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 You can't do that. That's not possible. I mean, you can, but that'll be that would be relativism at like it's the, the most right. extreme it's ever been. I right. feel like this tree isn't here. Right. I live in the matrix. <laughs> <laughs> and then we see that through Moses' actions, right? He immediately wants to look away because he's just mm -hmm. like, whoa, like this is, this, this is too much for me right now, right? So like yeah. this essence of it being, like it cannot be like denied because it's there. And God tells him, hey, like take off your shoes. These, this is a holy ground. This is holy ground that you're standing mm -hmm. on. Yeah, and I think we look at kind of where Bonaventure is saying to contemplate the invisible qualities of God that pertain mm -hmm. to the unity of essence. Mm -hmm. And so when we, this is back to that idea of the vestiges, mm -hmm. when we look at the world around us, like, and this is what um, God is hinting at to Moses is to say, I, am, it's a, you could say like, I am being, mm -hmm. I am essence itself. Right. And so like, um, everything kind of has this thumbprint of God on it. And so when we look at it, we're like, okay, <laughs> there's something yeah, more here. There's something more. Yeah. And so God's telling us, I am, I am being itself. Mm -hmm. So, um, we can, let's jump to the next part. Um, yeah. for the most pure being occurs only in full flight, not from non-being, just as nothing is full flight from being. So this is more of that, like, if it exists, that means mm -hmm. it exists. It right. doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. Right, right. 
Um, therefore, as total nothingness possesses nothing of being nor of being's attributes, so on the contrary, being itself possesses nothing of non-being, neither in act nor in potency, neither in reality nor in our understanding of it. So this is just Bonaventure's like digging deeper and doubling down mm -hmm. and is, is kind of making his say, first point, right? Like solidifying his first point. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like nothing comes from nothing mm -hmm. and something always has to come from something. Mm -hmm. So again, I think we can like kind of say that Bonaventure is getting at this idea of like, you can only experience that which exists mm -hmm. and like through those things we experience god mm -hmm. because god as we see from what moses encountered and what what god tells moses is that like i i am the root of this existence i am existence itself and so from bonaventure he's saying when we experience the world around us when we experience existence we are in fact experiencing god I... like we have the ability to lift our consciousness up to god mm -hmm. um so um do you got anything to add to that I feel like just with that explanation, it just, so today when I was driving back from Arizona, I was going up a mountain range and it was like two points to, uh, the very first was like in the morning when I was like driving, I was like trying to beat the sun up, but that didn't happen. But like through like my rear glass mirror, I was able to see kind of like, uh, the sunrise, right? Like I wasn't just staring mm -hmm. at it, but I caught a quick glimpse of it. And then again, when I was going up the mountain, I saw like through like the side uh, window, like rays of sun cutting through like clouds, you know? And so mm -hmm. I feel like that these are like, just like these things that I think Bonaventure is trying to get at. It's like these small glimpses of like pure essence, right? Like just mm -hmm. pure essence. Like you can, yeah, sure. Like there's like, we've tried to, now we've tried to, we have, place like humanistic explanations to all of these things right but then then it goes beyond even that it goes beyond even that because it's like you can use these small times these small experiences to enter into relation with god and i think that's what mm -hmm. bonaventure is trying to get at here it's like um and that's exactly what i did like you know like i i saw the ri the rising of the sun uh, as it, like in in my backdrop and that really like uh had me contemplating about my relationship with God. And I, and I thanked him for the day. Like I, I woke up at three o'clock in the morning and I did not thank anybody for waking up this day. Right. It was just like, nah, cool. like it's expected for me to wake up, you know? And as I saw that, like the red dawn, as it was coming up, like, I was just like, I, I was like, Whoa, like you, you didn't even thank God for today's day, you know? And so it was just mm -hmm. like, again, it's these, these this these um you know when we fix our gaze upon the being itself it allows us to see what we believe at times or explained by the people as the non-being right and mm -hmm. i think like that's where 
this plays in. Like if we look at it like through how Bonaventure is saying it, it looks complicated, right? And it looks like wordy, but it's literally him trying to do like bullet points of like, this is what you can experience if you give yourself the opportunity mm-hmm. to contemplate on these invisible traits of God. Yeah. And it's just, it's just awesome to be able to, it once, once you open yourself to them, you know, to be able to really embrace them. Yeah. That's like the, I guess it's the, the radical like reorienting of your life to Mm -hmm. have your, your whole self set on God. And that's like, with Bonaventure, what he's getting at in this idea is when Jesus says, love God with all your heart, all your soul and all Mm -hmm. your mind and all your everything. Like that's what Bonaventure is breaking down. It's like, this is how you can love God with everything that is you, everything that you like all of your being how can you love God with it with all of your being is to like love God and all of being. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. He goes on, on, on verse four where it's like marvelous then is the blindness of the intellect. Right. So it's just like, Mm. get to stop trying to like find the answers for everything. And, and then he says, like, consider that which is the primary object and without which you can know nothing, right? So it's yeah. like the primary object is God and, like, without him we, we know nothing. Like, it's uh, absolutely it's so beautiful. Um, so there's another, like, little thing from Bonaventure that mm-hmm. kind of oh, yeah, that's right. applies to this mm-hmm. is this kind of concept he um, calls the veiled word of God. So like if the word of God is Christ, so the word of God became flesh, that John chapter one, verse um, 14. So that's Christ. Christ is who became the person of Jesus of Nazareth. And Mm -hmm. so, Bonaventure's like reflecting back into um, encounters with God in the Old Testament. And he has this notion of the veiled word of God that encounters like that people were encountering Christ mm-hmm. in um, before like Jesus was ever born mm-hmm. and um and we'll 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 give a shout out to our um to, to our Old Testament professor and we will acknowledge oh, yeah. that this is sure. this is not perfect biblical exegesis right 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 <laughs> because when when the authors of Exodus were put in pen to paper, they weren't thinking about Jesus. Right. Right. (laughs) But it's kind of looking beyond the text Mm -hmm. and like applying some interesting, if not fun, theological principles to just kind of think, say to ourselves, all right, what's going on here? 
Right. So we have this idea of the veiled word of God. And so it's kind of comes from this idea that when God speaks, that act of God speaking or that wisdom or thought of God is Christ. Mm-hmm. Like God said, let there be light. And then we hear in the prologue of John, um, all things came to be through him, through the word. So it's like God's creative word and that creative word is Christ. That And so when you see like God talking, you could infer that that is Christ. And so what we could say is that this encounter with the burning bush is Moses encountering the veiled word of God mm. and how uh, Bonaventure kind of explains it is he says that it's Christ in different levels of explicitness. So like the most explicit that Christ gets is the incarnation. Wow. And so this is just like Christ a little less explicit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's another passage that ties into like this, the name of God and the encounter. Um, and bef- I, before I get ahead of myself, if we look at intermission music, enter here. Okay, so when you look at Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, you might have a translation that says the angel of the Lord, but that word um, is incorrect. It's actually not the angel of the Lord. It's the messenger of the Lord. The Hebrew word right there where it says angel, or if you have a good translation, well, not to say that you have a bad translation. This one word um, they fudged up on, but (laughs) this isn't like angel Gabriel or angel Michael with wings and comes down. That's not what this is. It's the Hebrew word is malach, and that's, the messenger of the Lord. And who is the only me <laughs> K money? Who's the only mediator between humanity and God, the father. Jesus Christo. There you go. Yes, so sir. If my this messenger mm-hmm. of the Lord is, we could say using Bonaventure's veiled word of God. This is Christ. The messenger is Christ. And so there's another great passage um if you go to genesis chapter 16 pause Pause. all right you're back genesis (laughs) chapter 16 and this is um story of hagar and so you have um this is abram so abraham and sarah before they were abraham and sarah so they were abram and sarai and so like you know how the story goes Abraham and Sarai are having a hard time having babies. I'm a kiddo. Mm-hmm. And so Sarai is like, okay, here's my handmaid, mm-hmm. Hagar. Here's my slave. Mm-hmm. Sleep with her. Have a baby. So that way your name, so you can have all that's been promised to you. Like, yep. So it carries on. And so the lineage. Yeah. Without getting into weird, like 
ancient legal systems like right this wasn't like today we're like this is right. terrible but how like dare you yeah back then it wasn't as frowned yeah. upon right. um and so um it happens and you might be hearing my cat meowing and he says oh, i love it <laughs> There's always a cameo. Cat cameo. Yeah, there's always a cat on Los Nazarenos. <laughs> and so he says, um, sorry. So Hagar mothers a child. Mm -hmm. And then Sarah, whose idea this was, she gets all upset and yeah. starts like, basically just starts abusing Hagar. And then, so Hagar takes off running. And so I'm going to pick up from, do, 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 do. let's see here. Is it eight or nine? From here, yeah, from probably verse six. Six, oh, okay. So like they're, like the bad blood between Sarai and mm -hmm. Hagar. Yeah. And so Abram yeah. told Sarai, your maid is in your power. Do to her what you regard as right. Sarai then mistreated her so much that Hagar ran away from her. Mm. And then here we go. The Lord's messenger found mm. her by a spring in the wilderness, the spring on the road to Shur. And he asked, Hagar, maid of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? She answered, I am running away from my mistress, Sarai. But the Lord's messenger told her, Go back to your mistress and submit to her authority. I will make your descendants so numerous, added the Lord's messenger, that they will be too many to count. So Hagar's getting the same promise as Abram. Abram. Like, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or that's not crazy as in bad, but just yeah. like... Um, then the Lord's messenger said to her, you are now pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall name him Ishmael. For the Lord has heeded your affliction. Mm. He shall be a wild ass of a man. That was considered a good thing mm -hmm. in their ancient culture. Yeah. Um, his hand against everyone and everyone's hand against him. Alongside all his kindred, he shall encamp. And this is kind of the origins of um, Israel's neighbors. Kind of. So he the land that will become Ishmael's nation is like mm -hmm. around Israel. So to the Lord who spoke to her, she gave a name saying, you are God who sees me. And she meant, have I really seen God and remained alive after he saw me? Oof. This is why the well is called Ber Lahai Roy. It is between Kadesh and Barad. All right. <laughs> Hagar bore Abram a son and Abram named the son whom Hagar bore him, Ishmael. Um, so here again, we see the messenger of the Lord. Here mm -hmm. again, we see the veiled word of God. We mm. have that, that intermediary. And uh, my cat's about to meow again, so I got to let him out. hard edit hard edit yeah nah so um yeah, so again we see this but again we see a naming of god 
Mm-hmm. And the name that Hagar gives this messenger that gives God is you are the God who sees me. Mm-hmm. And I think that's so like, that's also so profound that it's like with I am who am, we get this like really big out there God. Yeah. It's only when you like drill down that you get that intimate, like through Bonaventure's vestiges, that intimate God who's all around us. Yeah. And one that listens, I think that's, that's a really nice connection between these two passages as well that I kind of like really enjoy, you know, because she says, you, you know, you've answered me, you know, you've heard me, mm-hmm. I've, I've heeded your affliction. Right. And then yeah. it's kind of like the same concept that, that is that is being said over in Exodus too. It's just like, I know that they're being mistreated, you know, and so yeah. I'm here to help them. So it's always this notion of oppressors, right? Mm-hmm. They're taskmasters. It's like God's always there for us, and I don't know. At times, it's hard to to think about that, but it's or just to think that He is listening. Right? It's like, oh, I'm not that important. Like, no, look at this girl. I'm like, she was getting beat up. She's being mistreated. She ran away, and, like, the messenger showed up. I was like, go back. You're going to be okay, man. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I think, that, like, intimate, um, that's how intimate God is with each of us. Right, exactly. He says, you are the God who sees me. Mm. God sees you. God sees each and every one of us. God intimately knows what's going on and is intimately close to you and i think that's what we learned from these two passages um but there's some other like i think quirky stuff with this well not quirky but like when you really look behind this Mm -hmm. passage in genesis 16 yeah so this is actually the very first encounter with the messenger of the lord okay like the messenger of the Lord doesn't come to Abram first, mm-hmm. doesn't come to Noah first, doesn't right. come to uh, whomever first. Mm-hmm. The messenger of the Lord's first appearance, at least in um, scripture, mm-hmm. is to Hagar. And Hagar is the... Um, she is the Egyptian slave woman of the matriarch of the Israelites. And this is the person who the messenger shows up to first. Is it someone who's very, very marginalized and oppressed? And just like the Israelites are by the Egyptians, like, I think it's like God god's like always on the side of the marginalized hurt right yeah and so and just i mean just think of i think this is like i think it's wild because you have that ancient culture of the israelites they wrote this down right so it's like i feel like logic would dictate it's like well some non-israelite of like slave woman of <laughs> the cut who's yeah um who's a p- 
patronage is the country is Egypt. So the mm-hmm. people that we probably hate more than anybody else. Right. She's the only person in the whole entire Bible who gets to name God. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. And like, why would they write that down? Unless mm-hmm. it were, I would say true on some level, mm-hmm. but and I think that's one of the fantastic things about the Bible is there's always these things that like when you really think about the makeup of their culture, it's absurd that they like accounted for these events. Um, so yeah, Hagar, the messenger of the Lord, the veiled word of God. That is, um, I like, I like that, that, that notion of like levels of, uh, I guess just like degrees of how Christ or Jesus, right, or the messenger uh, depicts himself. I thought that was pretty great, which is like the highest level being the incarnation, you know, and then just other subtle levels. Like it's almost like it's like building up to that, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it's just one way to look at it. Of course, it's not like, I'm not saying that this is the only way to look at it, but that's, that's super interesting to be able to reflect on that. And yeah, when people were writing these down, it wasn't necessarily that they don't, they just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's like, I like to read a lot of things through the lens of uh, the prologue of John. Mm-hmm. Like you get that, like what is, and it's like go back to our Old Testament versus New Testament God episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> like you get that idea, like, Jesus has revealed who God is. And, but we get, we get these glimpses of it. And like this idea of like the messenger coming to those who are oppressed or God hearing the cry of the oppressed when it's the Israelites in Egypt. Like that's not foreign at all. That Mm is all over the Bible. And it's like when like bad things start happening to um, the people of Israel. Mm-hmm. It's because they ignored the cry of the oppressed and you hear it in the prophets. The prophets are always saying like, Hey, oh, yeah. you are not doing what God was telling you to do. And right. these are the things that God it's, it's not just like you didn't slit that calf's throat the right way. Right. It's, not, <laughs> it's not just the like religious stuff. It's right. the like, the ethical stuff like you are not like god is a god of justice and you're not being a people of justice and like bad things are going to happen because of it like you're gonna um like i think that's like a good analogy for sin it's like you're gonna sleep in the bed that you make yeah yeah no. <laughs> and so and, and i like yeah because it's it's when when you look at the book of judges and stuff right it's like all these people that were given actual physical strength or physical attributes to kind of like realign realign and then they just kept on just veering away every single time and i was like you know what i'm gonna send you prophets <laughs> and then i'm gonna yeah. send you my son all right well we're getting kind of close to the end of our time you got anything else you want to add today no i think that, <laughs> i think i think this is good man this is good I, I liked it a lot. I really liked reading the roads, uh, the minds road to God, and then the veil, the veil of, uh, of the word of God, and 
those are all like great resources for us to be able to use to contemplate and deepen that relationship. Yep. Keep on going deeper, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Sweet. So you can find us at Nazarenos for Life on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Um, there's a couple things on YouTube. Might get some new stuff, more stuff on YouTube. Um, and uh, <laughs> Nazarenos for Life dot com it's where you can and you can download rate and review the podcast wherever you get your podcasts remember to give us a bad rating because always always we grow we grow yes the last shall be first always always (laughs) we we live up that mantra that's our philosophy (laughs) humility yeah does it it make you no longer humble if you're talking about how humble you are That's a good question. We'll have to ask Bonaventure. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, guys, uh, take care. God bless y'all. Peace. Peace. Jesus loves you. (laughs) Nasted was out. I'm actually recording your audio through Zoom. And okay, then, yeah, I see it. It's blinky. It shows recording. I'm actually going to, like, steal your face and then deep fake you into some stuff and just... Perfect. That's ru- exactly... Ruin. This ruined my <laughs> reputation. I don't think that's yep. possible. <laughs> I've done a pretty good job in doing that myself. <laughs> Somehow right. the diocese still wants me. <laughs> we'll see. Okay, make sure that that's rolling.